Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. My guest today has been involved in multiple business ventures over the last 10 years and is truly an entrepreneur at heart. His journey first began by entering the nightclub business where himself and his partners were able to set up their club called XL Beach Club, which was the first of its kind in the UAE and they enjoyed incredible success for many years. From there, he was inspired to enter the food and beverage industry with his company Cold Press Juice. The company quickly took off and experienced rapid growth in the first few years and due to their focus on the quality of the product and their quick success, they were able to merge and take over the largest juice business in the region and now operate under the name Essentially. During this episode, we discuss his journey as an entrepreneur. He shares with us his life lessons he learned along the way about dealing with people and working in different industries. And we talk about the importance of staying humble and learning from your mistakes. He is someone I have always looked up to from a young age. His ability to network with others and seek out new opportunities are the key factors which have gotten to where he is today. And when he reflects back on his journey, the best piece of advice he could share was to remember that you know nothing, to always be humble, and to always keep learning. Please welcome to the show, the man, the myth, the legend himself, my cousin, Mr. Raja Abuljabain. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I thought I'd like to start with you because you've had a pretty interesting journey with... Um, you know, you were working at a, you owned the club previously, and now you're with a juice company. So it's funny how you, you know how things change. Work for our fathers. Work for our fathers too. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's for sure. Cool. So I wanted to talk to you first of all about networking because I think that's probably, in my opinion, your biggest asset that you've had to get to where you are. So why don't you walk me through how's that experience been in Dubai and like networking and you know meeting the right people and kind of getting you to where you are right now. Yeah, look, I've been in Dubai for a long time. Um, I know a lot, uh, a lot of people, and you know me, I'm quite outgoing, and I like to speak to people. I like to learn. Um, Dubai is quite easy to make friends, and people are in so many different fields here. You can't really, you know, pinpoint a one specific field in the UAE where people are are specializing. It's not like an oil, just an oil and gas town or a tech town. It's an everything town from finance to tech to whatever it is that that's out there. So. Um, People are very interesting, yeah, you know, you can, how do I meet people? I don't know, just um, one thing leads to another. Everybody tells me that one of my biggest assets is uh, my networking ability. I For know sure. everybody yeah. and I can connect people and uh, people take my word. If anyone says, who is this guy? If it comes from me, you know that it's a, sol- a solid uh, intro. It's a good thing, you know, it's a compliment. Um, I don't know, what else uh, What else do I want to say? Just, just, yeah, okay, there's, you know, uh, from our business, family businesses, our engineering businesses, met a lot of people. Nightclub business, I met a lot of people. Polo, I met a lot of people. We don't have to talk about polo, but, you know, but uh, it is a passport to the world. Um, the juice business led me to a lot of people. The F&B, I had no idea about, okay, I'm very good at F&Bing myself, uh, but I had no idea about the F&B world out here. Um, now I know a little bit. I used to think when I was younger, I knew everything. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> it's it's interesting that you say that because me and you are 10 years apart. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny. And this is the first time I'm having a conversation with someone who's older, but still within, you know, like yeah, my... Yeah. And know, we're buddies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of similarities here. Um, so you mentioned actually a really interesting point um, that... When you were younger, you used to think that you knew everything and then uh, you learned that you know nothing, which I think is a very healthy mindset to have. But maybe give us some examples or walk us through maybe some things you learned along the way about like, you know, making mistakes and, you know. Well, mistakes, uh, mistakes are very important. I learned like when I was uh, younger, I, you know, I had no regard to mistakes I made and that what were the mistakes and what were the consequences. I don't think the consequences are getting in trouble. The consequences are, are a little bit later. You know, okay. uh, you, you, you know, I always have running, running things. Shit, you know, now that I'm a bit older, I wish I didn't say that back then to that one particular guy or I shouldn't have done that. You know, OK, back then I thought I was, you know, like a big tough guy, but no, nobody's a tough guy out there. You know, you just got to, you know, I had a, uh, I was very uh, stubborn and few, few words. My, my mother always told me, say a few words less mm. is better than saying a few words more. So I've learned over these last few years to say a few less words than 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 more, and it just kind of brings you down, back uh, back to size. And everybody's bigger, yeah. Everybody's better. Everybody has more money than you. Everybody has more experience than you. Everybody come from nothing and built up uh, something, and people come from a lot of things and have done nothing. So uh, you just learn, you know. That's uh, everybody's different, man. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, it's. 
Yeah, you just live and learn. That's yeah. what it is. You know, you learn from your own mistakes. Was there, when you think back, is there one specific memory that you have, like in particular, that like, oh, that one really, like till now you think about it and like that was, a, I guess, a big learning point for you? I wish I was better at school. Okay, interesting. Yeah. What makes you say that? I was a good student, but a lazy student. But I have a, like a photographic memory, so that kind of used to help me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wish I was a better student. I went to a better school. Not that my university wasn't good. It was a very good university. But I wish I went to one of those Ivy Leagues or one of those top top schools. I don't know. I just now looking back, I wish I wasn't so lazy at school. I, I, I regret not doing better in high school and university. I wish I did more better. It's interesting that you say that because Yanni, things seem to have worked out in a great way for you. So when you think back now, what do you? Th- why do you still have that as a regret for you? Since you know everything kind of worked out. Because I could have done better. I look back and I know I'm a hard worker. So why did I not do my, not dedicate my myself to to school better? Why I had nothing to worry about. I didn't have to have a job. I was covered financially. What was holding me back? Why? Okay, I like to drink and girls. Cool. Very good. And yeah, another, you know, everybody knows that. But, uh, you know, you, uh, I wish, I re- this is a, a regret. I wish I did better, better in school. 100%, mate. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. When you look at, uh, I guess, your younger brother, and now he's at university and stuff. So how do you, you probably see a lot yeah. of similarities in, like, yourself and him. So what is the advice yeah, yeah. that you give him at the moment? Uh, funny enough, he wasn't so good in high school. But, mashallah, he's doing very well in university. So it's a good, good thing. Uh, maybe some people mature at a different age. Sure. Uh, I tell him a lot of things, you know. Um, man, I used to, because there was one class, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, thermo, thermo, thermodynamics. Engineering, there's no way anyone gets a <laughs> in thermodynamics. And I'm a civil engineer, so um, maybe I put in 70% effort and I still graduated with 3.0 average. That's fine, but, uh, you know, if I, I wish I put a bit more, to gra- but engineering was very tough. Sometimes you're the, the A was 35%. Oh, wow. That was the curve. And there was always that one Chinese guy that, like, you know, came in the la- on the final day and, so, and he's about to break the curve. And you look at him like, dude, who are you in this class? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> really? So, you know, so I tell Simon all my funny stories uh, in university. But uh, I tell that, that, that particular class, I used to make sure and sleep in my car Wednesday night so I wouldn't miss that class at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. I drive to campus, have a pillow, sleep in the car, make that class, and then and leave. And that got me a B. Well done. You know? Uh, you know, and uh, I didn't, uh, calculus two, I must have repeated that class three times. Finally got a, got a C and was able to, to, gra- to graduate with a C. I mean, yes. you learn, man, you learn. You yeah. learn about, you know, the easy classes are the ones that are like theater and art and things like that. Because I think you need to, in university, if, you, if your major is so numbers, like engineering is, the classes like history and music you're like oh like that's easy to it's a nice break to, yeah nice break anthropology Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah I, I'm, I'm you know i try to tell him to balance his, his classes and um, try to keep things easier for later because just you want to raise your gpa at the end and yeah everybody has a college experience and yeah for yeah, sure yeah interesting that you said that you know, like you mentioned engineering is so heavily focused on numbers and so on and now that you worked in engineering, I guess, for a while as well, and you still do. Still, still. You still do to a certain extent. How has that, I guess, benefited you in the other work that you do? Is it, has it come in handy, or do you think that when you look back, you would have preferred to study you know, something else that's more relevant to, I guess, what you're doing now, maybe business or entrepreneurship? Uh, that's a bit of a tight question because it depends on who's listening, like my father. <laughs> but, uh, no, look, uh, the whole idea from day number one was this engineering business. And mashallah, we have quite a big one and we, we do, we do, we're quite successful in our business, alhamdulillah. But uh, I don't know, maybe I would have wanted, I could have been a banker if I wanted to. And many engineers graduate as engineers and then go do their master's in finance and become bankers. I could have done that if I wanted. Now, what I learned from engineering uh, in our business is from day one, I was a boss, which was maybe wrong, but I did spend my time on site. I spent a lot of time on site uh, where nobody cared whose, fa- whose son I was or who, who was my father. 6 a.m., 5 o'clock in the morning, I was there, you know. Uh, but I did it, so I did my time. Uh, um, but I learned how to deal with people because, uh, again, everybody comes from a different background. So maybe it gave me very quickly, I had to be in, in high-level meetings and uh, I'm the youngest one in the room and you have to literally, you're not allowed to say anything. Don't speak for five years, maybe 10. 
Don't open your mouth because you know nothing compared to these guys. So and, uh, I learned to listen. You have to listen a lot, listen a lot, absorb a lot of shit, and t- you know, and things that you don't listen to, you know. But you have to just kind of like, okay, let this person speak, and um, and and till today, I, it works for me because I'll just you know sit down, absorb, 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 and let older people like to, they know, yeah, they like to talk a lot. So yeah, just maybe that's that's it. Just how to deal with myself dealing with in yourself the in the world and dealing with people. I'm yeah. guessing. The dealing with people part is, I think, probably the biggest, you know, learning that you can have, I think, from those kind of experiences. And the reason I think about that is because, so me and, me and Tark, when we had the, our podcast, we were talking about how when you are trying to collaborate with someone like a bigger business and you're a small business, when you're going into that meeting, you're the small guy and they're the big guy, right? So I'm like, how do you... Because you need something, they don't really, technically they don't need you, but you need something from them. So what's, I guess, the mindset that, you know, you should be going into with those kind of meetings? Because I'm sure in your experience, you've had, you know, those kind yeah, of meetings. Yeah, for sure. We we just had, a, well, we can't talk about it now, but we had a very big meeting with uh, with someone. Look, you need to be impressive with your numbers. Okay. And they, you need to look like you know everything about your business inside and out. Okay. And uh, between my business partner and I, we are quite well versed in our in our business i think in the cold press world we are well i know we are the biggest cold press juice in the region at the moment um our numbers speak for themselves our quality is there we know what we're doing we're looking for new technology all the time we look to expand um financially we're we're stable which a lot of companies look at us like oh these guys are coming for money to be honest we're okay yeah we're okay so they're, they're quite impressed with that we're doing well so um to be, I, I, we're looking for a strategic partner, not necessarily a financial partner to come in and rescue us. But no, we're we're okay. So if you know your product, you believe in your product, that's what impresses people at meetings when you're meeting with somebody who's much bigger than you are. You know, they look okay. These guys know what they're doing. Okay, now let's speak about the next step. So belief in the product, having the numbers and yes. the, and the confidence to actually yes. convey that message. Now I wanna I wanna elaborate on belief in the product. Sure. Never fall in love with your business. So belief in the product is not like, you know, is definitely not the same as in love with your business. If you're in love with your business, you don't see clearly. Mm. You don't see clearly. You try to rescue it no matter what happens, which way, whatever's going on. It's somehow you think like this is my life and whatever it is, I have to rescue this business, yes or no. And you lose um, clarity. You know, a lot of people enter businesses with a passion. Uh, and not look at it as a, as a business. And you need to take that away. And just focus that this is a business. You have 15 employees. They're all your friends. We just have to give everybody a pay cut. Pay cut or close the business. No. Okay, great. Maybe I would have been able to pay full salaries this month. We all know what's going on in the world. Uh, but next salary, we, would have, we wouldn't pay rent. You know, for example. So never fall in love with your business. Never. You know, keep that. Keep, keep this separately to, you know, to work, you know, to yeah. life. To kind of balance your emotional attachment to it. Strip it away completely. You have to make hard decisions, and if you if you're too much in love with your business, you'll just take it to the ground with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting that you mentioned that never falling in love with your business because I think a lot of people, like you mentioned correctly, do uh, because they're so passionate about it. You know, it's not it doesn't come from a bad place, but it can lose you can lose clarity on what's to do and what's the next decision. So I know in all your all your ventures that you've had, you've the, the partners that you've had are your friends. Right. So I've always personally been a believer that I would want to work with my friends and that it would be successful. But at the same time, I've heard from other people and like from my speaking to my dad and so on that, you know, mixing business and friendship can be tricky. So maybe walk us through some some of the things you learned in that experience. Yeah. Look, I've had good, good. Yeah. For me, it's been okay. Very positive. Um, I mean, the family business, family business. It's a bit. uh, you know, maybe I'm the number three in the business or four, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I have to balance that because your father, my father, retiring. To be honest, <laughs> and that's but that's a different story. But in the nightclub business, it was good. We were four partners. One partner, of course, had the majority, um, and the other three of us, we just um, yeah, we just contributed where we could. But we, we we enjoyed the financial benefit of of that, and really, I didn't, we didn't have much responsibility of uh, running the the nightclub. Uh, now. Fast forward to the juice businesses, which was cold pressed now, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was day-to-day operation. And the, th- the original three partners would split their time evenly to try to manage the business. But we never had one manager. 
uh, everybody had their lives. We all had different businesses, et cetera, et cetera, that we had to uh, we had to deal with. Um, when we merged and then eventually bought, essentially now we are two partners, and actually one of my old partners coming back into the business has come back into the business. But um, we are much more stable, stable company now. Uh, friendship is great, but uh, now essentially is growing to a to a, a beautiful big big business, inshallah. Um, and each one knows their role. We have a GM, which is very important. We never had a general manager before, and it wasn't any one of us. We have a GM that's not a partner, which you need to hear, which you, and which you need to have. Otherwise, again, you lose. I'm a partner. I'm doing the most work. I'm the GM. That also falls into play, you know. Um, but between my business partner Raj and I, Raj and Raja, funny enough, uh, two R's don't make a right. Um, we are doing very well. We've seemed to have found the balance between us. I'm the go-getter. Uh, he's the numbers guy. He's a genius. To be honest, I really look up to him. He is older than me, um, which is and he's very. He was very successful in his time. He's still very successful in, in his. He was a banker. Um, so between the two of us, we were just really very good at what we're doing. Between my networking and, and his ability to run a business and the numbers, P and L reports. Oh my God! If we can go back a little bit, everyone needs to know how to read a P and L report. <laughs> everyone. Everyone needs to go back to university and study psychology accounting and everybody needs to get an a in pnl reporting everyone oh my god oh my god every single no matter what if you're studying history of art go back and try to get a degree in accounting or something go do a, a course whatever it is to learn how to read a pnl report till today i don't know how to read a pnl report it's it's incredible what is this these numbers that are going left and right and 16 pages left click on this tab click on that tab i don't know how these guys do it but pnl reports very important. It's funny that you mentioned the PNL reports because I just recently, um, during quarantine, I took an online course all about business forecasting. Mm. So it was all about from A, literally from A to Z, your assets, your assumptions yeah. that you make, and then how to create a PNL and the cash flow. And the assumptions called. are never correct. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's you what, assume things and then you have Corona. Yeah. Comes, you know? <laughs> big, big, big disaster. Exactly. And I'm like, that's actually a very good point you mentioned because no matter what company you are in the world, no one had a our pandemic contingency, yeah. contingency plan. Well, let's, let's scale back a little bit on pandemics, but what happens if you have another rival company that opens up and they're selling juice as well? So why, And they're selling juice cheaper than you are or more expensive, but you know, so on, all of a sudden, uh, I don't know, Starbucks wants to pick them up. Or, okay, so now you have more, market, uh, more uh, competition in the, in the market. That's another surprise that uh, you, know, you don't uh, calculate for. There's many, many, many factors. Rent increases. All of a sudden, the uh, municipality, um, there's a tax on your warehouse, 5%. Guys, but this wasn't here last year, and I have to calculate. This, you know, there's all these things that just surprises that come out of left and right. Your GM gets married, wants to leave. Yeah, I don't know what, has having a baby. It's endless, endless. You can never exactly forecast, but you can sort of get there. But now we are on target that we are forecasting correctly. Yeah, we know our potential, we know our future clients, we know what we're doing, we, we know where we're going. Um, no, we're doing well, alhamdulillah. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to come back to essentially in a little bit, but I wanted to go back to uh, the night the nightclub business because yeah. fun. That, that was, yeah, I'm sure it was fun. Definitely we had some good times. Um, but uh, it's, I want to understand from you, first of all, how, you know, that whole thing, you know, actually came to fruition and how it started and what did you learn in those, in those years work, you know, experience working or owning a nightclub? Man, I can't remember much of those days cause, uh, <laughs> we partied quite a bit, but yeah, look, it was four of us, four friends, um, we'll play polo together. Um, and Mohammed Habtour, my business partner and still a very good friend. He came up with an idea of opening a, a beach club, which in Dubai back then there wasn't a beach club. There was uh, one was called I forget. There was one in Gantut, but not before. This was before uh, Blue Marlin, uh, but not one in 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 Dubai. So we came up, and he had the Habtour Grand. So he said, "Okay, guys, let's let's all." So yeah, there wasn't a beach club in Dubai. So he said, "All right, let's do this." And he had the Habtour Grand. Um, so yeah, we went out and we did it. We built a beach club from scratch. Uh, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was the first one in town, jacuzzis, and it was an all-day party from 1 p.m. to 3 a.m., uh, swimming pools. There was dancers, flamethrowers. I mean, the first kind of real beach club in in the UAE, the Dubai. So it was fun. It was fun. Of course, then competition comes in, so things change, but we did. We had a very good run for many years. After four years, uh, we did a couple of renovations, but, you know, the city, every day there's a new place, a new restaurant to go to. So things change, and we, we luckily we rented it out, and we're still making money on the rental. Um, yeah, so we're okay, but it was good, good fun. 
good fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And um, it must have been an interesting experience for you to like build something from scratch because um, I guess the lessons you learned in that definitely played into or helped you in you know the juice business that you have now. Yeah. So what was the, I guess, biggest things you learned from, I guess, you know, that industry or that experience? Uh, yeah, man, you know, perfection, things like uh, no cutting corners uh, is definitely something that maybe we didn't do so well in Excel, uh, but uh, we did perfectly, perfectly in our juice business. It's easy to cover up like things in, in, the, in, the, in the nightclub world. Uh, if you were to turn on the lights, for example, you see a lot of holes in a lot of places, but we covered those up nicely. Um, everybody's your friend when you're in a nightclub business. <laughs> Everybody wants to drink. Uh, no, that's all right. Uh, yeah, you know, just talking to people. I, I think I, most of my network probably came from the nightclub business. I probably carried carried a lot of that forward to the juice business, you know. Um, it, was, it was fun. I learned uh, a lot of personal things uh, I learned. Maybe not so much in the business world because we just kind of use it as a little play playground. But it was good. We made some money. We enjoyed it. It was fun. Maybe I shouldn't say so much more. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. That's good. It was good. I miss you all if whoever's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the old Excel crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's move over to essentially essentially now, but it started off as cold, as, press, yeah. uh, cold press juice. So how did that start? How did that uh, yeah. idea even come about? A friend of mine um, who's no, no longer a partner with us, he's moved back to France, uh, Wesley Groger and I, we decided he had come back from LA and I went to university in California and he said, look, man, there's a juice bar or business on every corner of the street. Looks like a Starbucks. I said, yeah. So we did a bit of research. We got our inf inspiration from a company called um, Juice Served Here, which had juice, just like exactly what we do, in glass bottles. So we thought this is brilliant because everybody's going to this wellness. Nobody likes to use the word health. Everybody's using wellness and lifestyle now. And everybody's going environmentally crazy, so people want to reduce the plastic waste. So we thought, perfect, glass bottles, juice, brilliant. So we brought the concept here, we bought our machines, we rented a warehouse, we did this and that. We grew, we grew, we grew, grew. Um, at the same time, a couple more juice businesses popped up, like we were discussing. So competition was a bit fierce out there. The biggest business, uh, juice business in the region was essentially, which we own now, um, and then technology came where you can extend the shelf life of juice without adding preservatives. So why, what is the difference and why is juice so cold-pressed juice so expensive is because you use fresh, fresh products and you don't put any preservatives. With a three-day shelf life, um, it's kind of hard to have any shop keep it on the shelf. Um, so technology came out called HPP, which is high-pressure processing, where you can extend the shelf life of juice by placing this bottle that was in front of us into a chamber. The chamber applies pressure into the juice and it delays the aging process. So it's the only way currently where you can extend the shelf life of anything with moisture uh, without uh, adding preservatives. So, but of course, we were in a glass bottle. You can't add pressure to a glass bottle because it'll shatter. So this is where we decided to merge. Um, uh, we approached essentially somehow the conversation started so initially we had merged together and then cold press was going to maintain um, all the cleanse programs for anyone who needed a cleanse in glass bottles and then for all our big sales B2C, B2B will be uh, essentially um, uh, the founders have essentially had, a, had an issue and had to go back to Germany so to cut a long story short we, my business partner and my new business partner and I, Raj and I we bought them out completely and now we are the owners of um, essentially juice um, yeah 15 employees three trucks yeah big warehouse yeah long story but a good one that's a great story yeah. man because um especially the fact that because i remember at, at one point we talked about how i know you guys merged together but they actually initially wanted to buy you guys i was not isn't that true or did i have that right? yeah they, i think they were thinking to to buy us out i think they wanted some of our equipment some of our staff but uh i don't know um it didn't work out, let's just say, and we just reversed it on them, and we 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 bought them out. But they had they wanted to go back to the Germany anyway, so okay, yeah. So they wanted they wanted an exit. They wanted an exit. To cut a long story short, they wanted an exit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So with something we talked about before, and I thought it was really interesting because nowadays, and over the past few years, entrepreneurship has come become a really big thing, 
and people always you know boast yeah. about it and they talk about being entrepreneurs and you know all the glitz i guess the glitz and glamour of being an entrepreneur but interesting from the last conversation that me and you had mm-hmm. and you're like oh i would have uh if i could go back like you said go back not go to an ivy league school you would have loved to just you know been a banker and like working in oh yeah i would love that five and all that stuff Ooh. so um it, it's interesting f- even though you're an entrepreneur, that's something that you would have preferred to do. So walk me through what's your thinking behind that? Because I think a lot of people get, you know, too, I guess, um, fantasize or too much, you know, into the glamour and glitz of, you know. You watch Billions? Huh? You watch Billions? No, I don't. That's a great show. That's why I want to be a banker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you know, I, I think I had the mindset to be a banker. I'm very social. I'm quite, uh, you know, at the time, good with, a little bit good with numbers, let's just say. And um, banker is all about attitude, you know. I have that attitude and some people just like to stay in office but if you see you know bankers on and hedge fund manager and all that they're very go-getting and very and I, and I like that attitude I'm not saying the engineering business isn't like that but it's a bit more diff- diff- different than uh, than that now being an entrepreneur but we I had started trying to sell I don't know gold I made one gold deal in my life very small one but I did it um, then with my partner Wesley as well or part ex-partner Wesley we did uh, some food trading we had um, some uh, healthy not to use the word healthy, a lifestyle product out of South Africa that we're trying to trade into the UAE. We did a little bit on that. We did well. Anyway, you know, so from here to there, you start to feel, okay, if I put my, my, my mindset into this, I can, I can do something. Of course, wait, let's put this aside because you also need financial backing. Mm. You know, money doesn't mm. come from, from trees. So, uh, uh, Copras, yeah, we all had to beg, borrow, and steal, and get some get some loans and whatever money we actually. Funny enough, Excel, um, the nightclub business helped me help me start my juice business. So I dedicated a lot of my whatever I was earning from nightclub business to the juice business. Um, and then we grew, we grew, grew. But uh, I sold my car, I got a loan. I guess, you know, th- this is what you have to do. You have to take risk in life. It's not it's not about just sitting back and having my dad or whoever it is just take it. This is not the way things work, you know. Um, and uh, so yeah, we did it. We were, yeah, uh, we did it. So yeah, I, I like that hunger of, of of entrepreneurship. I liked. I want to be the next big beverage business and sell out to someone. I mean, Vita Coco sold to Pepsi three years ago for a billion dollars. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> Vita Coco, but you know that's something I aspire to because you know that'll be something proud and more than anything. I'm proud, and if I write it on every single bottle, proudly made in the UAE. You can see mm. it yourself. Yeah. You know, and as I'm, you know, being here for so long, I, I love this country. It's done very well for me, the city and the country. I have a lot of local friends, um, and you know, I've been here for a while, so I'm proud to have done something in the country, local. You know, I employ 15 employees. I'm doing something for the, for 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 everyone. You know, and uh, proudly made in the UAE, and I have to have that on every single bottle. Um, and this really pushes me because I want that one of those brands that come out of this country and say, wow, you know, those guys in the UAE, you know, look what they, you know, doing very well. And I know I get recognition. I know that there's certain people, they know who we are and, and what we've done and what we're doing. So it makes me very proud. Yeah. No, I think that's something proud. awesome. Yeah. And something we were talking about just before we started was how, especially now with the whole, you know, pandemic and stuff, everyone is pushing, you know, globally to support local businesses. Yeah. So this is kind of, I guess, what you're doing. Yeah, we are trying as much as possible to support ourselves, local businesses, and uh, everybody's been supporting us. Everyone's been great. We've had, um, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of orders in. We're we're doing quite well, and at the same time, we are a wellness product, so people want to boost their immunity by drinking juice, and 100% they should. Um, of course, there's no sugar in our juice. People have the misconception that we and, uh, juice juices have sugar in them. Not I'm not saying ours, but just generally. Uh, if you drink a Ribena or whatever it is, yes, there's sugar yeah, in the juice, but we're not that. anything like that. Um, so but I think uh, between supporting local, everyone trying to get better or um, everyone's afraid of this Corona business. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been it's been a good road this last month. We've done we've done OK. We've done OK. I, I am sad to see when on Instagram and Facebook when companies are, or restaurants and, and are closing down. Uh, it has happened to quite a few. Um, you know, you have to think, what are they going through? The rent they're paying, uh, the staff, uh, the drivers, uh, down to Deliveroo, down to, I mean, the, the, the P&L report is, <laughs> is, is endless. And, you know, you just have to say, wow, you know, you support local and see how, how they go. You know, uh, hopefully at the end of this, people who really didn't want to be here won't be here and people who really pushed are here. So yeah. we're, we are pushing hard, man. Yeah. We're pushing hard. It's very interesting, something I think about a lot, um, especially during this time, um, I understand from a 
you know, from a business perspective that sometimes, or especially now because of the whole situation, you have to cut costs and, you know, pay cuts and like all that stuff, which is happening across the board. But at the same time, there's a lot of companies that are letting go of people as well because, you know, so, but my, my, the question I have, or I ask myself is, you know, at the end of the day, the success of your business is going to be determined by the quality of the people that you have working in it. No matter, you know, no matter how good your product is, if you don't have the right team in place, it's not going to happen. So how do you so as an employee i'm looking from an employee's perspective i get it from an employee's perspective but how do i i guess you know believe in the company and have that or think that i have that security and want to give you know 100 percent to the company i'm working for if you know i there's a possibility that when things go bad like i'm gonna just gonna be let go well it's a reality it might not be the something the company wants to do but the company has to do what they want to do what what an employee can do i don't know man um it's tough. I mean, what do you think? Uh, you know, general managers or people who are senior up take a, take home a large salary. I could cut one person and keep six, or do I cut someone lower? And it, it's tough. You have to weigh it. I don't know if I'm. I don't want to know if I have to get to that situation. Um, but it's tough out there for everyone. We don't even know when this is going to end. That's the problem. It could be all summer. It could be next six months. Who who knows what's uh, what's going to happen. Let's keep our head above uh, above water, as they say, and um, and try try to keep pushing. Yeah, but we, we I mean, I, we had to give um, uh, you know salary reduction to everybody. We did a straight thirty percent salary reduction. Everybody accepted it. We, we you know they understood what was going on, and once this is over, we'll bring their salaries right back up again. We've promised that. We you know we're not worried. Inshallah, we'll be okay. But um, yeah, let's see what happens in the next couple of months. Inshallah, we'll be okay. Inshallah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, because this is something that I think is very relevant to Dubai in particular, mm. which is um, working with family. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people I know, a lot of people you know, they're yeah. working you know, in their family businesses or you know, they're run, now running their family businesses. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. what are the, I guess... It happen soon to me. Yeah, um, exactly. So like, what are the... Uh, I, think it's, I think a lot of people don't talk about what are like, the positives and the challenges of you know, when it comes to you know, working with family and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, working for family when your father's the the boss <laughs> um, is difficult to for uh, anyone to hear a no, or maybe we should do it this way, or you know any kind of uh, anything that might challenge what they have been doing well for the last thirty forty years. So um, I remember when we bought my father a BlackBerry, I threw it in the garbage. For example, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting him to update to you know Word 2010 was a challenge. Why that way? You know? But I guess the the old way of, of doing things is is you know a one man show type thing. So you have to also it taught me a lot how to massage uh, uh, people who are older than I am. You have to kind of you know what to say, what not to say, how to say, and it's very important to know how to say things. Um, you know, you just, that if anything that's taught me, it's taught me that. Um, it is great to work with family. I, I love it. I don't have a schedule, which is, but not having a schedule means that if you need to put in a 24 hour day, you put in a 24 hour day. There's, you know, it has pros and, and cons. Um, bad thing, the, the cons of working for family, nah, it's not that bad, man. It's not that bad, but you have to dedicate yourself, you know, you have to dedicate yourself. No, it's good. I mean, if if business is making money and you wanna you wanna continue making money, then suck it up and and go yeah. wherever it takes you. You know, it's not like uh, our business. We work in Africa, so it involves a lot of traveling. But you know, not every family business is like that. Family business sitting on Chelsea Road in a big office—that's not so bad, is it? <laughs> you know, so, so it's good. Any, yeah. It's all right. I enjoy it. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Once my juice business takes off and we can, you know, have a bit of a cushion, then I'll be hundred percent dedicated back to the family business. If not, or I already am. It's just a, it's just a matter of getting over this Corona business and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Um, when you, um, in terms of your in the in the juice company, you mentioned because you have your three partners and you know each person is dedicated to. Yeah, well, we're three partners. Three yeah. partners and dedicated to a different area of the business or different function. When it comes to making, I guess, the tough decisions, how do you guys get to that? Because, you, you know, you could be 
and three each person could have a completely different opinion or vision of how this what decision should be taken or where the next step is so how do you guys i guess come to an agreement on or you know compromise or you know come to a unified you know front well uh, uh clarity I mean, is very very important everybody needs to come with their valid points and but in our business most mostly it's it's trying to put out fires and trying to figure out um what is the next move to you know to expand and ex- you know um produce more to be honest now we're we're probably at capacity at some point um hard decisions i don't know everybody's got to come to the table with their ideas we sit down we talk about it and we come to a decision there's no one vote is stronger than the other no it's um, you know and everybody's older now we're not kids so i'm the youngest one of the partners so uh Yeah, you just have to again not fall in love with your business and think clearly. Yeah. Yeah, on the big decisions. Yeah. I wanted to come back to this uh the networking point because this is something that I think about a lot is how do you learn, I guess, who to trust? Do you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of, sometimes people might be wanting to make a, some type of connection with you but for the wrong reason or I want to I want to become friends with this guy so I can, you know, get something from him a little later on. So does how do you start navigating that? You yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a quick judge of character. Not I didn't say I'm a good judge of character, I said I'm a quick judge of character. Um I don't know, you just kind of learn to sense it and smell it. Um that's it. You just kind of have a gut feeling and you go with it. uh networking is different doesn't only mean somebody's going to come you know uh, get something from you or whatever it is and so what if you're going to benefit from someone can come and get f- okay great let's benefit both of us but uh you don't want somebody to cut cut you from under your legs you know start making deals and uh, you know things behind like behind you behind your back mm-hmm. that's not that's not clear so if any time i make a connection i put the two parties together and say guys you're my friend you're my friend do your thing let me know what happens you know and if if they're really my friends they'll make sure they get back to me on a regular basis that's it you have a gut feeling and and as you get older you'll see you'll start filtering this guy filtering this guy filtering 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 and then and you you'll see with your own eyes what this guy's doing what he's done if they have track record he's not a cowboy coming from out of town or know, doesn't have to be out of town but you know some people are cowboys and just want to try something uh, you slowly you start to filter yeah. your mind will filter for you yeah Uh you mentioned um psychology which is I think pretty pretty important because in everything you do in your experience it's all about dealing with people yeah exactly so why do you think psychology I think uh, nowadays especially it's become quite um a lot more relevant than it used to be yeah in terms of you know how people act and how to understand people so yeah man everybody's different it's unbelievable like everybody comes um Every, you know everybody has their own problems everybody deals everybody deals with problems differently um and that's what i learned is that some people don't see something the same way you do uh doesn't mean that they're wrong or you're wrong maybe their background maybe what they've learned maybe where they're from you know things things like that are 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 all relevant to into any into any aspect of life so yes yeah, psychology yeah but you know just the study of of the mind and 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 humans and i don't know it just kind of learn maybe to be tolerant <laughs> you know and understand things from that not everybody sees things the way you do that's what it is really yeah i did one psychology class i did quite well in it in, in university i enjoyed it um but yeah i would definitely go do go do some more <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> i think something you mentioned is i totally agree with which is how different everyone is everyone you know even the people closest to you even like your everyone. brother is a completely different human being and right. has a completely different perspective to what you but that's the biggest challenge is that everyone's, everyone's so different, different. Every, and so everyone's different. different everyone's different it's, and it's really incredible and it doesn't mean again you're, it doesn't mean you're right or wrong no, that's no. the thing because yeah, whoever yeah. they just think that they're right or they you know their way of life it's just the way it is you know so again uh, experience is very important. I think uh traveling, not saying traveling for fun, but just traveling in every in every aspect, learning, going, seeing, watch. I mean, I'm on on my on my phone constantly. I'm not checking Instagram constantly, but if I'm watching TV and some something clicks in my mind, immediately I'll Google and I'll learn and I'll read and I'll see, and then go into the news and see articles. You have to keep your mind constantly constantly ticking just to 
you don't you never know what you learn you when it's going to come in handy right you never know yeah incredible it's really incredible and um thank god for our phones and that we have access to information so quickly yeah you know otherwise <laughs> disaster, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how our parents did it to be honest back no. in the day like, and back then you had encyclopedias but encyclopedias <laughs> were outdated yeah. you know so I don't know yeah. yeah it's so funny that nowadays you have like this, like you said you know you have the whole information in the world in your hand and how big of a benefit that is but at the same time because everyone has it too the competition is on a different yeah. level than it was before yeah I remember when I discovered discovered Wikipedia 2000 I don't know when, it, when I just I had to do a, a country report on Malawi or something and I went online the Malawi and Wikipedia showed up and I thought Wikipedia was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life and really it, it is the most incredible thing anything you could ask for anything you want to learn about is on, is on Wikipedia you're going to be on Wikipedia soon I hope I'm on Wikipedia soon you know, every, it's, <laughs> it's incredible the, you know, the vast information that's out there on Wikipedia and, and the real time you know, anything happens in the world Within minutes, it's updated. It's incredible. Um, I don't know what we were saying there. We lost a bit of track because I got so passionate about uh, about Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> now, that now everyone has access to information and the competition yeah. has like gone up a lot. Yeah, so now you got to do different things, right? If information's out there, you just got to be cutting edge. How you think, how you talk, how you present yourself. People have forgotten how to dress. I'm sorry, but people have forgotten how to dress. People need to go back and, you know, realize, but maybe things now are all online and we're enjoying ourselves on Zoom, etc., but uh, man, what happened? People used to dress. Now people just walk around in flip-flops. Man, what's going on? <laughs> you, know, you know, how do you want people to take you seriously? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's all a mindset. You walk into a room, you can quickly calculate who's who and who's what. And the best surprise is when you make a miscalculation, and that someone may, you know, yeah, that like, someone turns out to be uh, a big boy or something. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy in flip flops, like yeah, owner yeah. of the company, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, millions. Exactly. <laughs> There's a reason he's in flip flops. He yeah. walked in in a suit. Hundred percent happened to me once. <laughs> yeah, sure, for sure. Um, something you mentioned a couple of times, uh, I wanted to ask you about was competition. So, from a business perspective and owning a business, is it competition's crucial? And you're going to have competition, but is it? What would you say? Is it better to just focus on yourself and do the best and do what you do or whatever? Or do you have to take that competition into account very, very seriously? 100%. It is very, very uh, important to take everybody what everybody's doing into account. Um, and then you need to dedicate a lot of your time into research for your next step. What are you going to do next? Uh, where, are we, where do we see ourselves in one year? How do I extend the shelf life for... Uh, if, for example, my juice business, maybe I want to send six months. Uh, now I need to take warehouse next door. Uh, what is the best bottling equipment? What is uh, I need new car, air, AC uh, vans. So we 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 constantly looking at new technology and um, uh, what another thing we're looking for is uh, how to do um, uh, PLA uh, bottles. I want plant-based bottles, so I don't I want to get away from using plastic. So constantly. Because we, we know that in the airport now, they're going to put a ban on plastic. So what happens if I want to sell my juice in the airport, for example? So you have always try to be two steps ahead. Luckily, we have a GM. She's great. And she focuses on the daily uh, daily business uh, activities of the business. So it leaves my partners and I to kind of um, go and, and explore what, what's the next step for, for us. So you always have to be ahead on your toes and looking for the next, uh, next big thing for everyone. Yeah, so being, you know ready and i think agile to innovate as much as possible that's 100%. how you're going to stay ahead of the game 100 we just rolled out a new website it took us forever we must have looked at 300 websites before we decided um how we want to do it um it's, i mean there's a website science i think things that scroll on the right side of the screen to things that pop down to i mean it's it's en it's endless and where people engage it's just ridiculous i couldn't believe but you're right because if you were to click on something uh, today on uh, if you want to shop on something you click on nike shoes click on that once you go onto some another website, it's gonna pop up on your right side. Yeah, and you're like, how did they even know that I was looking at this? But there it is, lo and behold. So, um, yeah, we gotta be. You gotta be there, man. You gotta be there. And the website is very important. Uh, your phone is very important. Your phone, um, uh, Instagram, for example, is very important. Everybody's on Instagram. Everyone's on Facebook. You can now shop on Instagram. Uh, so we're we're actually gonna we're trying to get there as well. Um, so you can instantly shop from Instagram and we deliver it to your door. That's the next project we're working on at the moment. Everywhere, man, you gotta be you gotta be on top of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. I wanna be the next big big 
beverage business. Yeah, my dream. Yeah. Well, it looks like you're on you're on the way there. Yeah, you're in a good hard, spot, man. It's hard. <laughs> what are the What are the things you like? What are the things you guys you struggle you still struggle with the most now for you? Like in a personal and professional perspective, what is what are the things you still like? I'm still working on these things, you know, to improve. Uh, in a professional level, uh, you ha- well, you have to improve yourself every day, and as we've been talking, uh, but it's been tough financially. It's been very tough. You have to think about that as well. So you got to put pressures on yourself. You have to restrict things. You know, you gotta you have business. You have employees, uh, things like that. You have to. I'm always calculating what I can do, what I can't do. Um, yeah, like that. But uh, I don't know. I've always thought I want to go and start uh, learning a new language. I should have been sitting here in Korea during these last two months. I should have, I could have been fluent in Spanish now, but I didn't. I should have been doing it. Yeah, things like that, you know. Yeah, but there's a lot on my plate for everybody at the moment. So <laughs> it's not like we're just sitting down doing nothing. We're still functioning as a business. So um, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I wanted to ask you because this is, I think, a very relevant question, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Well, what is a piece of advice? Or what is something you wish if you could go back and tell your like 25 or 30 year old self that you now you know about like life and experience and work? What would you say to him? Save, save, <laughs> save, <laughs> save and save some more. <laughs> I promise you those fast cars and bottle popping nightclubs and watches and whatever else we were doing when we were younger just to show off and show off. Let's just keep it there. <laughs> there. Save, guys. It's very hard. As you get older, um, life treats you different. Things are much more expensive than they used to be. When 10 years ago, I was your age. Things were a lot cheaper 10 years ago than they are now. Um, save, man. Save, save, learn, save, learn, and save. Yeah. Learn and save, huh? Learn and save. Go back to school. Hopefully, your parents will pay for it. <laughs> you know, it could just be like the eternal student. <laughs> or you get some kind of, you know, your company can sponsor you. But yeah... Maybe I would like to go back at some point and get like a master's degree in something, but I don't know. Let's see if we have time. Yeah, <laughs> With running, a, time. running a business and where you're planning to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're pretty yeah. stretched for time at the moment. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you call it? Uh, in terms of success, how would you define success? Because I think everyone has a different definition of success. So in your own words, how would you define success? Ooh, that's a tough question. Success for me... I think I'm quite doing quite well right now. Not in the sense of uh, a, a financial. I forget, let's put that like you know the company's not making millions. Of course, I wish inshallah that would be success. But the, in essentially for me, is successful. Why? I've got my employees. We're doing well. We're, we do a good project. We're passionate about our work. We are looking to expand. People are interested in us. People are knocking on the door. And um, for me, this is success. Like I'm I'm doing something that people want. Want. Hmm. And I'm doing it well. I don't want anything half-assed. Essentially, it's a perfect machine. I like it. Finally, I've, I've done something that's like a perfect machine, you know, and it's grinding, grinding. Every day, we're doing better. We're pushing, we're pushing, producing more, producing more new clients. I enjoy that success for me, you know. When I come to sell the business, that's okay, that's great, great success. But um, no, I like the fact that we're, we're strong. Yeah. You know, that makes me proud. Yeah. You know, yeah. they are producing. People are calling. The big names are there, you know, we're... Supplying the Costas, Pretemonger, these guys are all big boys. Gibson's huge. You know, you know, they want us, which is good. We want them, of course. No, thank you to all of them. You know, uh, they've helped us out a lot. But that's what I, what, you know, that's success for me. Yeah. yeah. It used to be different. Success was I'm going to sell my company for X. I'm going to live on my boat in Ibiza. No, guys. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. It's so funny the, the older you get and when you reflect back and you're just like, how the hell did I think like that? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, so, it's, it's so interesting to me because I, for me, example, definitely the person I was when I went to Amsterdam and the person that came back Different. is not, yeah. I can't even recognize that person that I was. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same from the person you were a couple of years yeah, back yeah, too. Of course. Of course. I think after, when you start hitting your 30s, in your 30s, you'll see very soon things, um, things will change anyway. Maybe you matured earlier than 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 me when I was uh, uh, in my twenties, uh, but w- definitely as I got twenty eighth, and then when I hit thirty, I started becoming a bit more. I don't know, things are less important, and you f- you start prioritizing what is actually important versus what's not important. 
uh, every uh, maturity hits everybody at different times. Of course, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the new t- uh, twenty-one is a new twenty-five is a new twenty-one, and maybe I could even push that to twenty-eight is a new twenty-one because I know a lot of twenty-one-year-olds that have no idea what they are doing in life. <laughs> but when I was twenty, I was graduating university. I was seventeen when I went to university. Um, so yeah, it just, uh, just I guess life just gives you like a different. Um, you what you see all these rap videos and people making millions and da da da. You're thinking, yeah, by the time I'm so and so age, I'm gonna sell my company. What company? <laughs> <laughs> and who's gonna buy it for millions? That you're gonna go buy a boat <laughs> and live in Ibiza? No, if you start to think about what those actual things cost, no man, <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no no, yeah, man. Life teaches you, I guess, for me in my experience, it made me a lot more. Like it really brought me down, like you said, and humbled me. Humble, humble, humble. Like when you get those slaps, yep. and you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm nothing special, and no one cares. No one cares, no and one no cares. one's gonna give anything to me. That, no, no. that entitlement, like, oh, I, I feel like I deserve this. No, no. don't deserve anything. You, you gotta, gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. You get a big slap, slap in the face. And especially when you get older, your, your, the responsibility of your parents also is, is let go. Now you're your own man. Yeah. You get yourself in trouble. Well, mate, you're in trouble. So, and I've been in trouble a couple of times, you know? Uh, so, yeah, that, <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah, you have to learn very quickly that you're by yourself. You're by yourself and you got you to gotta do what you can do, you know? Either you buck up or shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Buck, buck up, up or shut, shut up. up. Simple. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you know, whatever it takes. I think people have, um, have, have forgotten this... Uh, you know, whatever it takes, attitude. If this is your family business, whatever it takes, you go get it done. If this is your passion, whatever it takes, you go get it done. You know, uh, sleeping in and is not, okay, everybody sleeps in and we all have parties and not everyone's perfect, you know? We all like have a hangover, we all do this, we all do that. I'm not saying I'm the perfect boss. I'm far from it. I know nothing, nothing. And I, <laughs> again, going back, I know nothing. I used to think I knew everything. I have no idea about anything. Now I learn, try to learn every single day. I learn something new. You have to keep thinking like that, that every day you can learn something new. Um, yeah, it just brings you back to reality and you got to do your thing, man. You got to find a way to just buck up or shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, man. It's so simple and I think it really, really says a lot about, you know, the mindset that you kind of need to have, you know, just be humble, keep learning, be curious and like do whatever, do whatever you can in your power, in your power power. to do, you know, to achieve what you want, man. Raj, man, this has been a fantastic what, we done? conversation. Sure? Yeah, yeah. There's no more? No, I got, <laughs> sure? got, got all the questions that I needed to ask. I got everything I wanted about running the company. We should do this like weekly podcast. We should, <laughs> should invite some people. Huh? Eventually, huh? I, eventually, I yeah, will. Be. After Ramadan, we can like open up some, you know? Yeah, I'll be yeah, going. Yeah, some uh, juice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get some juice out, get some things going, get a couple of people more. It'll be fun. Yeah, man. No, for I'm sure. very proud of you, what you're doing, man. It's great. I follow you closely. Thank I'm, you. I'm um, happy you're doing this. And um, also, it's an escape, and you get to focus on what you like to do. And currently, in this situation, what else are you going to do? You know, and, uh, you know, I've seen the interviews and making people happy and getting the word out there. And, you know, well done. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you, man. That really means a lot. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Any last words for the listeners to take home? Last message you want people to. I think I said quite a bit, guys. Save your money. Uh, you know nothing. <laughs> 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 and never fall in love with your business. And try to learn as much as possible. You know nothing. There it goes twice. Just you know nothing, guys. <laughs> Remember that mindset and just keep f- focusing yeah. on improving yeah. and learning. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's it. Pleasure, man. Thank you so much Thank for coming on the podcast, man. Anytime. I really appreciate it. And to everyone listening, guys, if you want some insane juice, check out Essentially. Uh, I'll put in the links in the description as well. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, hope it helps. Peace.